In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. This is D. Orlando Ledbetter of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution here with the 128th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Everything you need to know about the Atlanta Falcons. The Falcons are in the middle of their mandatory mini camp. Everybody showed up. Uh, we have all the injuries and uh, who didn't practice and and so forth and a couple of the standouts uh, all posted on AJC.com. But today in the 128th episode, we have a couple interviews we want to share with you. Uh, Isaiah Oliver, the rookie, the, uh, rookie last year who's going into his second season in the league. He discusses... Uh, you know, his uh, uh, pending move into the starting lineup. We're also going to hear from Jake Matthews and Julio Jones. So let's get right to the players here on this episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. How's everything going? How's your offseason been? Going well, getting ready well. to take over. It's starting cornerbacks. Yeah, it's been real good. Um, getting back on the team, getting back with the guys, um, getting back into the defense, things like that. Yeah, I think it's been, we've had a good start. Uh, OTAs went really well. Um, so we're looking forward to bring that into minicamp next week. Um, what, are, what did you did you know you were impressing them enough to uh, you know uh, uh, you know that, that you'd be a starting corner coming into the offseason last year when you were playing? Um, it's something that I expected of myself um, mm-hmm. to compete for and work for throughout the offseason things like that. But in terms of having those types of conversations with coaches, not so much mm-hmm. um, until I mean until like recently, mm-hmm. right before we got here, but not really like during last season or anything like that, no. Mm-hmm. What was the hardest part of last season for you? Um, I mean, it was really just adjusting to the way, I guess it was really the, not necessarily the defense in terms of scheme, but the defense in terms of technique, mm-hmm. um, I would say it would be the most difficult thing, um, just because, I mean, everyone plays a different type of coverages within those techniques and things like that. Everyone plays it differently from college to NFL, from team to team, really. So, I mean, just adjusting to that and kind of being able to master it to where it becomes such a second nature. You know, probably the biggest thing. Um, what, what's been the keys? Uh, you know, if you get to go against Muhammad uh, and the other receivers, uh, I guess, you know, Julio would, you know, last season. Uh, how, how helpful is that going against, you know, one of the top receiving cores? Oh, I think it's big. I mean, that, that's something that, that all of our DBs love. I mean, being able to come out here, I practice every day. See Calvin Ridley, Muhammad Sanu, Julio. I mean, these guys, I mean, that's, in my opinion, the best receiving core in football. So being able to go against that every day, I mean, you come to Sunday and you know that it's not going to be as difficult as it was in practice. And so that's kind of everything that you would dream of, really. Um, it just makes you that much more confident going into the game. Uh, and your um, dad, what was his influence in getting you uh, into football and track uh, as a youth? Yeah, no, it was big. I mean, it's obviously what he did when he was an athlete, so I mean, it's something that he had a lot of knowledge about and things like that, so I mean, I was able to ask some questions, he was able to train me, coach me, things like that, so I was always able to have that within the house, so I think that propelled me uh, a lot, definitely. 
And the coaches, uh, you know, they, they're real confident in you. What, what are, is there any jump or anything you got to, you know, have your mind right to take over the starting cornerback? Uh, yeah, I mean, it just really comes down to confidence. Um, mm-hmm. That's something that I think I have a lot more confidence this year than I did last year. Um, and it's probably going to be like that throughout my career um, from year to year. But, yeah, that's probably the biggest jump that I made, I feel like. Um, it's just coming, coming more confident in the scheme of things, the technique of things, just with the team out here, everything, um, just around everything. So I think that's going to be big for me. What are some of the things the fans may not know about you that, you know, you want to, you want, you know, maybe share? Uh, I don't know. Would you like to do <laughs> kick back what you do when you get a chance to get away from here? Uh, when back. I'm away from here, I mean, I'm really just chilling uh, either with my girlfriend or just at home playing video games, things like that. I mean, once you get out of here and you're away from football, you kind of just got to find something that takes your mind off it so you can recharge and come back. Mm-hmm. Well, all right, Isaiah, thanks a lot. That was Isaiah Oliver. He's going to be starting at right cornerback, even though they're working him out at both sides just to see if they want to match. Let's move right on here to Jake Matthews, the Falcon starting left tackle who was went to the Pro Bowl last season. Here's Jake. There it is. Hey, here with Jake Matthews, first day of minicamp. Uh, how, how did it go for you today out there? Good. Um, you know, today was the first experience of uh, uh, getting the schedule for what a full regular season day would feel like. So, especially with these young guys, trying to make sure, you know, they figure out what it takes and what the routine looks like. So, um, I thought we came out, worked hard, and um, good first day. How's your uh, first, how's your offseason been for you? It's been good. The whole time. Yeah, it's been really good. Um, I feel like I'm in great shape and bigger and stronger and um, ready to roll this year. Keep building and keep getting better. How um, how are you? Uh, you and Alex are the, the leaders now. You've got to bring in some new guys. Uh, how's that been so far? It's been good. Every We've always done a good job here as an organization bringing in good guys. But this year, you, you can tell it's a special group that we have a lot of potential, do a lot of really good things. And um, they're really talented, too. So um, now it's just about building that camaraderie with each other and um, trust. When it, like I say all the time, like all five of us are basically one unit and we have to be able to know what each all of us are doing and be on the same page so bringing in guys that can understand the playbook inside now and then um, feel comfortable playing with us and getting after it hey i remember your rookie year we were down in houston uh you know getting ready for the texans and then i guess next game they find out you're gonna be playing left tackle uh-huh. what from your what do you remember from your rookie year and what can you share with caleb and uh uh, Chris, that may you know help them uh, you know get ready for for the NFL. Man, that that rookie year That's is such a yeah. I feel like I'm a completely different person from yeah. them, but really the biggest thing I yeah, your rookie year is such a blur because yeah. you, you're just you, you don't really know what you're getting into and by the time you feel like you're starting to figure it out it's like oh man the season's over but um yeah i guess the biggest thing i'd say to them is just even if you're right or wrong on a decision just go all out on it and um they've, they've been doing a good job of taking coaching and um, not getting down on themselves if they do something wrong and um all the guys in the room a good, jo- good job coaching them up and prepping them for what it's going to take because um we brought them here for a reason and we're, we're going to need them so um yeah, I'm excited. Excited for having them around. You let them know that hey, or did they, they, I'm sure they did their homework. I know you started as a rookie, uh, and, and uh, you know, have they come to you yet and say, hey, what's that like? Or uh, yeah, so, with, 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 
kind of similar things like that. Not that exact same question, but um, no, they're they're both very willing to learn, and they're they're, they're uh, no one's come in with a big head or anything. And um, yeah, I think they're going to be really good teammates for us, and you can tell they got they have a lot of talent. So um, we're excited to have them around. How would it be the key to getting the offense back to you know elite status uh, under Coach Cutter? Uh, you know, but familiar for you guys, familiar guy for you. Yeah. No, I'm super excited about Coach Cutter being here, and um, I like him a lot. I really respect him, and um, I think we're going to do a lot of good things with him. And I think the biggest thing is just um, just getting back to playing free and getting after it, not overthinking things. And um, I think he's going to do a really good job, and at this point it's just about finding, as an offensive line, who's going to be those front five and then um, going out there and uh, playing together making quick and smart decisions together and getting after it like we like we always try to do. And uh, just uh, what was the Pro Bowl like for you? Oh, it was great. I, I loved it. Uh-huh. I want to go back again. It's, it's a special thing. It's something I've wanted and um, I was very, very happy and feel very blessed about it. So um, it was cool, especially seeing guys and meeting guys that you've watched on film for a long time and have a lot of respect for. And... Um, kind of mixing it up with him, so I had a really good time. Plus, it was fun having Alex and Hooper there, too, because we hung out a lot together, so a good time, for sure. I want to go back. Okay. All right, Alex. That was Jake Matthews, the Falcons' starting left tackle. Then after uh, Julio Jones uh, spoke at the podium, we stepped outside the the media tent there and got caught up on uh, uh, you know his contract situation and uh, some other things. That story is on AJC.com. But here are uh, you know some of the things we talked about. Especially Dirk Cutter here. And, uh, Julio had played three seasons under Cutter, you know, 12, and then 13 he was injured, and then 14, uh, was a year he got 163 targets. Then the uh, next season, his first under Shanahan, Shanahan, he got his career high 203 targets. That was a year he caught 136 balls. Uh, so here's Julio Jones. You know, he got to be doing the same thing. Just everybody's just staying healthy. He's doing a great job for us. You know, all the guys been doing good. Blake been looking good for us. Um, I've been watching film on him. Uh, Snooze, you know, obviously he's been doing his thing. A lot of guys just been doing good. Um, like I said, the biggest thing is just, just, just staying healthy. What about the contract? How you feel? Or have you heard anything about, uh, about them trying to hurt you off? No, no. On my house. Oh, yeah? I don't know. What you, what, what you pay for? 360 something. Oh, shit. You'll be good. I'll be back. I ain't gonna be living in the nah, trailer park, dog. I'm gonna be uh, good. Nah, you know, my shit going up too. <laughs> Shit, you know, the stuff, the stuff getting high right now, man. I know, I know. Up. I might be, I might be, I might get pushed out. I might, I might not be living yeah, the city. Yeah, they might buy you out, man. Yeah. But, um, no, nah, man, like, far as contract talk, um, not, more so not on me, man. You know, um, Mr. Blank is spoken, though. You know, at the end of the day, you know, he's, 
his, his word is gold, you know what I'm saying? He's, you know, I said they're going to get something done. So, like I said, I always say, man, it's just, you know, them and my agency mm-hmm. um, for it's me. Um, I just hold up my hand. I stay ready. Mm-hmm. Have Jimmy yeah, call me when the deal get done. Have him call you? Yeah. Uh, I'll see what I can do. Okay. Appreciate you, baby. All right. All right. Have a good summer. All right. That's Julio Jones, the Falcons uh, all-pro wide receiver. We are just wrapping up some things there, a little business. Uh, tried to, you know, kind of joke around with him to get him to talk about his contract, and that worked. And then begged him to make sure his agent, Jimmy Sexton, uh, give me a call when the contract gets done. So the agents know first, and by the team gets it out, it's all late. Uh, so, you know, but the agents... Uh, uh, me and Jimmy go back to his days when he first started as an agent, uh, when he had Reggie White. Uh, and now he's turned into the coach's agent. So, uh, Jimmy Sexton's one of the great agents in the game. And, uh, you know, I got a cell number, so I'll try not to wear it out. And, uh, you know, uh, hopefully he'll give us a call when that deal does, uh, get completed. Now, just a couple things to wrap up here on the 128th episode. The Big Beasley interview today perplexed me. We had uh, one of our interns, Emmanuel Morgan, write the story. did a great job with it. But Vic, um, he elected to work out with Bud Dupree, who's struggling in Pittsburgh. Uh, You know, uh, uh, but, you know. He could have been working out with Dan Quinn, who's a defensive guru and, uh, you know, was looking forward to working with him. It, it just didn't make sense on why he uh, felt it would be better for him not to come in to work. But those guys are here a lot. Uh, I can understand, hey, you know, if you want to get away, get away. But, I mean, I would think, you know, if they agreed to pay you the 12 dollars uh, $12.3 million, that that would be enough to come on in and work with the coach. Don't understand it, but uh, Vic tried to explain it. It didn't make sense to me. Uh, he said he's not under any pressure. I don't know where it gets that from. He's under a lot of pressure. In the poll we just uh, put up from the fans, they tend to agree. Uh, they say 89% of the early voting's end that, yes, five sacks won't do. 8% no, he's right. And 3% maybe he works hard. He does work hard. Uh, you know, and hopefully, Vic, it works out for him. He's been nothing but great for uh to the media since he's been here so you know hope it works out for him and then just lastly we're going to wrap up here with the four standouts from day one uh, as cited by coach dan quinn uh deedron sanat defensive tackle defensive end tackle rookie john comiskey jumped out at him and uh quarterback adam benkirk from uh, Kirk Binkirk, I'm sorry, not Adam. Kirk, I don't know where I got Adam from. But uh, Kirk Binkirk started his career at East Carolina, moved on to Virginia. He's going to be the uh, exhibition season quarterback. The Falcons got to see uh, if he can play. And then Quadri Olison, the rookie back from Pittsburgh, uh, or the four standouts of the first day of minicamp practice. So with that, we're going to wrap it up here at the 128th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. We heard from Julio Jones, Jake Matthews, and a cornerback, Isaiah Oliver, who's set to take over at the right cornerback spot for the Falcons. 
Take care and have a great rest of the week. Hip hop is a product of black people. It's a product of black song and celebration. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution presents Hip hop's most pulled elements are pulled from the South. A Southern hip hop store. We always go back to that moment of the Source Awards. Everybody wants your rhythm, but they don't want your blues. The biggest names in hip hop. Atlanta is still the mecca for hip hop. 50 years. No one can deny. One film. The power of the South now. The South got something to say. Streaming now at AJC.com slash hip hop. The AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC.